0: Hi, folks, listening to Suicide Buddies. Dave and I just really want to put out there that we definitely want you to take care of yourselves. If you are having truly dark thoughts, we really do recommend that you call 1-800-273-TALK. They are actually truly good, and they do give really valuable information and conversations back and forth. So uh, thanks for listening to the pod.
1: Know just what to do when I look at you and I don't wanna go. They call me on the phone and won't leave me alone when I don't wanna go.
0: It doesn't matter what Oh they folks, say. oh, it is a dark time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For Dave and I, we are barely holding on Oh boy, yeah uh, <laughs> This is hit... the depressed cast uh, you ready to get it? sad, sad, sad mm-hmm. This week on <laughs> Really Tired <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired again, what about you? <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel okay Yeah, he's <laughs> tired, you can yeah. hear it <laughs>
0: You can kind of see it on my face
1: Hey, thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. I'm Dave Ross. <laughs> Wait, I thought this was the Tired Cast. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you for listening to the Tired Cast. Where we're tired. <laughs> Every week, we talk about one person in history who got tired. <laughs> we're going to be talking about famous naps throughout history today. Yeah. Naps, nap, 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 <laughs> naps. Um, yeah, this is Suicide Buddies. We talk about uh, suicide, depression, suicidal thoughts. We break down one. Suicide in history, generally, and uh, we tell a lot of jokes about it, and it's because we've uh, we've been there. We also uh, review PlayStation games, Xbox. Yeah, dude, we talk know. about Star Wars pretty regularly. <laughs> um, we talk about current events. Well, you're listening to the Rage Cast. We talk about a different Rage Against the Machine song every week and how it changed our lives. Uh, this, that song changed my life because I decided to kill myself. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. How are you talking? (laughs) I um. So I don't know. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I used to be a radio DJ at a station in Fresno, California called one hundred three point seven KRZR. You're
0: very familiar with Family Guy voices. Excuse
1: me. (laughs) It was called one hundred three point seven KRZR, the Wild Hair. Like a Dingleberry, um, <laughs>
0: like, yes, yes.
1: Like a Dingleberry. We're like
0: up your ass with rock. Was it's, it a rock block?
1: Thing? Yeah, it's a ro- an active rock radio station. <laughs> um, rock block. Yeah. Scientists I would have literally say the rock block. Coming up after the break, we got a nonstop rock block. <laughs> How I, did you not kill yourself doing that job? I did. <laughs> I am a ghost. I'm dead. I um. Yeah, no. The wild hair is a takeoff on the phrase "got a wild hair up your ass." Oh, I yeah, <laughs> I did the math. <laughs> yeah, you know, which obviously means going a little
0: crazy. Dude, I'm like, I do. I love the, like a Rain Man brain when it comes to like hair up asses jokes.
1: Oh I'm, like, wow, doing
0: the math in my brain. I'm like
1: wild hair, hair, air, hair, wild hair. Oh man, here we go. This is a good one. Um, except it was H A R E, so it was a wild rabbit up your ass <laughs> we're in your oh ass God. k-r-z-r oh, get in my butt auto butt <laughs> <laughs> you found it dude you turn found on your joke. radio and get in my butt <laughs> uh when i worked there pet boys we were cars the- love us assholes love us <laughs> i don't know get in the boys pet boys <laughs> uh when I worked at KRZR, we were the only radio station left in the country that played Pantera in regular rotation. <laughs> um, Put that on a plaque. I brought this up because I was on the air because I was the sidekick to the night DJ hmm. whose name was Coyote with a K. Oh! Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Coyote literally... Uh, he he did a lot of audio production, and he he like called me in one day, and he was like, "Dude, I made a new sketch," Jesus. and he had found a uh, like a nature program, like mm-hmm. a for kids that would you know would say things like, "The duck goes." Quack quack quack! Right. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. he, here's was a sketch. Uh, the coyote says, "Flick that clip, <laughs> <laughs> <Pup> pop that motherfucker." <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, so <laughs> I was um, holy shit. the side coyote sidekick and um, <laughs> prairie we were, dog. We were live yeah. on air. Yeah, yeah prairie Dave, dog.
0: Dave, the prairie dog. <laughs> yeah, you peeking up for some jokes? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dave pops out when Coyote's not talking uh, And we were live on air when Dimebag Daryl died um, Oh, yeah,
0: yeah Damn, man, early shooting
1: Yeah, totally Just a crazy Proto-shooting
0: Proto-shooting, yeah. I'd say You know, not a lot of design to the shooting
1: <laughs> I'm more of a yeah. fan of the early shooting I
0: mean, if you've really seen how shootings have evolved There's been a bit of finesse Put onto him. yeah, it's true. They kill more people, <laughs> a lot more press. Whereas this was a guy
1: with like a 22, it was like,
0: You're my hero.
2: <laughs> like-
1: he walked out. I mean, the way that Dime Dimebag Daryl was the guitar player and uh, one of the songwriters in Pantera, then Pantera broke up and uh he and Vinnie Paul, his brother, who was also in uh, Pantera, they started a band called Damage Plan. Nickelbag. <laughs> nickel- oh, no. Never no, it stop, it. Line stop, line it. Line. stop it. Stop it. Stop sorry, it. Sorry. Stop your talking. Stop. <laughs> uh, That's how your DJ stop. skills <laughs> stop it talking. Stop, stop talking now. Just stop a Nickelback song five <laughs> nope. seconds. No, stop, <laughs> oh, stop whoops. I did used to say sorry when we played Linkin Park. <laughs> 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 Until the my boss told me to stop because people like Linkin Park. And because I was like, in the fine. end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so
0: when Dimebag died, you had to be a DJ.
1: Yeah. Oh, you, do you know how he died, by the way? The guy walked on stage while they were playing and shot him in the back of the head. Yeah. And he said later that Lincoln Style. He, he was mad because... Linkin style.
0: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Dimebag was mad? <laughs>
1: no, yeah, Dimebag got mad. Yeah. Uh, no, the guy who <laughs> killed him... Uh, blamed Dimebag for breaking up Pantera. Yeah, yeah. Which is so... That's what I'm saying. Proto Shooter, dude. It's just like... Yeah, not even a good reason. You idiot. (laughs) (laughs) All these other people have good reasons. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we were on air the night that Dimebag died, and um, you said something earlier that reminded me of this, but it was funny. I lived in Fresno, which was like... And we were the rock station, so... A oh lot. Oh my
0: God. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I again did the ass hair head. <laughs> yeah.
1: Holy shit. Yes. Rock station in Fresno. So basically, our entire listener base was like. Um, meth heads and truckers and, like, people in <laughs> gangs, like, biker gangs and different types of gangs. Uh, That's our listenership uh, now. Guys, subscribe to the Patreon, <laughs> Suicide Buddies. At I guess not just Patreon. gang, but, like, tougher guy. rock And the uh, rock t- t- metal dudes. Tough t- t- boys. Tough t- boys. And they're way they have, tougher. They have hair on in, their penises. For fuck's sake. <laughs> I can't say a whole sentence. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like, the the toughest rock dudes you could imagine. So, it was all these dudes... Calling in and being like, the way the Coyote reacted, we found out, and he was like, he went on air, he's like, uh, we just got the saddest news, and he like breaks the news, and he's like, we're blowing out our entire playlist, we're just going to play Pantera and Damage Plan all night. (laughs) And then we fielded phone calls all night, and every call would be like, um, hey, what's up, this is Mike, um, trucker based in uh, Merced, California. Um can you play Mouth for War by Pantera? Got my first piece of pussy to that song.
0: <laughs> like I'm not
1: kidding you at all. Like
0: Dimebag's up in heaven, like
1: goddamn, like winking,
0: like fuck, that's so cool. Nice. <laughs> dude. Nice.
1: If Dimebag was listening for what anyone was saying, he was listening for what the people in Fresno were saying. That had to have been their spot. I just love that people. I I really thought you were gonna say like somebody like calling in like a Jack Ruby who's like I'm gonna kill that dude who killed Diamond. Like, oh no, definitely that happened. That happened yeah. a bunch. We add like old men call and cry, uh, Whoa. and just be like, I don't know if I would be the man I am today <laughs> if it were not for cowboys from hell. I mean. <laughs> I'm a cowboy from hell.
0: I'm going to ride horses with Satan. And my wife is a cowboy from hell. I wish my boyfriend was a skeleton. I want to kiss a ghost. I'm hoping to one day go on a cattle drive to hell. (laughs) I I love the music, but it's just so funny how childish it is. It's so funny, yeah.
1: I mean, like... um, they were like the inventors of wearing a cowboy hat while headbanging. Yeah. That was Pantera. Uh, <laughs>
0: I was thinking about like how Iron Maiden, like, their, their mascot, is, It's a skeleton! <laughs> yeah, totally. He's our friend! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're friends with a skeleton! <laughs> What's his name? Which is like, as scary as like a haunted house decoration. Eddie. Eddie, right. Yeah, I think right. it was Eddie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Eddie the skeleton. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's not any alliteration or rhyming or... Zeddy, how'd you come up with that? Well, fuck you.
0: He gets laid,
1: you piece of shit. Yeah. You should
0: see how much ass that skeleton gets.
1: Yeah, man, he fucks all the corpses. Just like me. Everybody I knew who listened
0: to Pantera when I was in high school... Was a dick? It was the same kid who had literally... He like he showed me. He was like, "Check this out." And I it, drew out F sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled out a pixie stick and he snorted it like it was cocaine. Oh boy! To be like, "How on the line am I?" Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "It's candy." Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: like, I'm it's not like poison. <laughs> I'm picturing this person like <laughs> snorting a whole thing of pixie sticks and then just looking you right in the eye and being like, "I never see my parents." <laughs> 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 they ran
0: away from me. <laughs>
1: I got a big house.
0: (laughs) They call me Latchkey Sid. That's how Willy Wonka gets high. (laughs) You kids want to see a dead body? (laughs) lines on the boat. This boat's on chocolate water. That's international waters. It's all
1: legal. I've been shoving those blueberry things up my ass. (laughs) And now I got huge shits. (laughs) He was trying to just make his shits bigger. Big and blue. Your shit's big and blue. You get it. You I I didn't just say big and blue for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that was me explaining that.
0: <laughs>
1: uh man, do you snort shit in high school?
0: No, I was deathly afraid of getting anything on my brain.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Have you snorted shit since then?
0: Maybe a little bit of uh what's that fucking Adderall. Cocaine. Okay. No, the Adderall. Li- uh, Cocaine light.
1: Cocaine light. You know,
0: yeah. like Diet Coke, it's like cocaine light.
1: Oh, I don't know, man. Adderall. In my personal opinion, Adderall is cocaine plus. <laughs> I think
0: Adderall was the thing that Jesse and Saved by the Bell got addicted to. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. <laughs> she That's she right. wanted to suck Zach's dick. <laughs> I can't remember the episode fully, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, happened. Yeah, that episode
1: was called <laughs> Showgirls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that weird that weird ass episode if you're under 31
1: you do not understand our podcast at all dude
0: everybody has seen showgirls
1: I've never seen showgirls are you serious but I jerk off to the trailer
0: (laughs) (laughs) my favorite thing was uh, I don't know if we have mentioned this on the pod but like VH1 would play showgirls a lot when I was growing up Mm -hmm. but they couldn't show nudity But the movie is like 90% nudity, Mm -hmm. so they would just put on CGI bras on the girls when they're naked. What? But literally, you'd see a scene where a girl would take off her bra, and she just had another bra underneath. Whoa. Like a Russian nesting doll. (laughs) Like
1: of smaller
2: bras. (laughs)
0: Like, that was in my mind. Like, you would just keep, I can't get the bras off.
1: Whoa. whoa that's really crazy god. i mean it seems like so much work <laughs> just don't yes. show the movie <laughs> a
0: thousand percent a thousand percent yes but i mean vh1 just showed shit i don't know man wow, I, that's think, so I think funny. also showgirls was probably cheap enough that it justified well god we got this movie so cheap we can spend the yeah fifty thousand on bad cgi play it for free <laughs> play it for free yeah
1: Oh, man. I wish... Shit. I, t- I was watching The Big Lebowski on Comedy Central oh, yeah. when I was young. That one's crazy. And the way yeah. that they dubbed the curse words was so... This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. That's what it is. When you find a stranger find in a the strange Alps. Alps. <laughs> it's supposed to be fuck a stranger in the ass <laughs> for those uninitiated. I like indie
0: movies like The Bigger Lebowski. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. like indie movies that not a lot of people have seen. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm into that. Deep Inside and you know, Davis. You know, D- Dave, yeah. I watch movies that a lot of people haven't seen. Like, you know, okay, Reservoir Dogs. Like,
1: no one's even heard of that, you know? <laughs> yeah, Boondock Saints. <laughs>
0: ever heard of it? I'm controversial. I like the less popular Star Wars, you know, like Empire Strikes Back. You know, yeah. I just I, I like the
1: weird shit. Uh, you probably haven't seen it, but I love this movie Up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I saw it this stars Val Kilmer. I
0: saw this movie growing up. Not a lot of people seeing it. Princess Bride. It's like, you know
1: Armageddon.
0: It's just a thing between me and my family, I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the ride-along. Have you seen the right? No. No one saw the dude, ride-along. That will
0: be crazy when like the ride-along will probably make a big enough impact on a generation that there will be a like a reboot of the ride-along. <laughs> Hell yes, dude. I guarantee you people were thinking that, too, where they're like, wait, a reboot of The Dark Crystal. A reboot. Are they
1: rebooting The Dark Crystal? Everything's getting a reboot, dude. Yes. It, the ride-along, I mean, they're, they're rebooting the ride-along would be like rebooting, I mean, what's an equivalent hmm. from when we were young? <laughs> I was going to say Tommy Boy, but Tommy Boy's so much Maybe better. Maybe like Turner and Hooch. <laughs> yeah, Like right. that kind of thing. But, but you can imagine
0: m- Turner and Hooch coming back.
1: Oh, I could not. <laughs> I can't imagine it. So
0: perfectly it. crystallized in my brain. I
1: can't. They're not. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna call it right now. That's funny. No man. one will ever reboot the ride along. It's Here's, not gonna happen. I'll bet you. Okay. Why don't we bet a hundred dollars today? Okay. And dude, it,
0: in future bucks, you're gonna owe me so many blowjobs. No, it's not gonna. You're gonna raise. owe me so many laser no blowjobs entra- in, the in the future. future.
1: <laughs> okay, we'll bet a hundred <laughs> laser blowjobs right now. This is ride along. <laughs> The ride-along will never get
0: rebooted. Here's my okay, you ready so for what, my
1: theory? What year is it? Twenty eighteen? If the ride along hasn't been rebooted by twenty thirty eight, okay, you owe me a hundred laser <laughs> blowjobs.
0: Okay, here's also I'm even further target this. Here's okay. what the reboot will be. America is going to get more and more diverse, and -hmm. then there'll be a huge, like, war, like, race war. Uh (laughs) Okay. Where Roseanne leads the charge, Uh and a lot of people are going to (laughs) die. Okay. (laughs) And then all the people who went underground Uh will will come up to the topsoil, and those will be the new people by about 2028.
1: Uh huh.
0: And then they'll start having kids, and then uh, the ride along will be about that subterranean. Uh millennial race. Huh. Yeah. It'll be called uh... uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> the <be called> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Sometimes this
1: is sometimes this is a different kind of suicide <laughs> podcast.
0: Hey man, when we started making bets about giving laser blowjobs... jobs. <laughs> um
1: figured you'd wanted something. Uh I think, see, the thing about that movie is that that movie sounds uh, really interesting. <laughs> so I hope they make that movie and uh, it just does nothing to do with the ride along. You know what I mean? So, okay, let me ask you this. Maybe if on they the surface. Re- if they reboot the ride along. Do you think it'll be like a J.J. Abrams-style reboot where they call, like, will there be a Kevin Hart and Ice Cube cameo in it? Yeah, there'll be
0: the future race of subterranean people, their equivalent of the rock and Kevin Hart.
1: Man, I hope they make the <laughs> reboot of Ride Along like the way they made the first reboot of Star Trek where there was like a rift in space-time, <laughs> so it it also oh, happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That'd exactly. That'd be smart. I agree. I'm a writer. <laughs> And uh, So
0: your idea is to just do what Star Trek did?
1: To make Star Trek, but also the ride-along.
0: <laughs> this is the pitch. You're like, I'm a writer.
1: <laughs> I know
0: I just said two movies and combine them.
1: Have you heard those stupid fucking stories about how James Cameron pitches movies? No. Apparently, as the story goes, and numerous people have told me this, so I don't know, I guess I want to believe it's true, but sure. the story is he um he walked into whatever fucking place he was pitching and he wrote on a whiteboard he wrote the word alien oh god and then stopped and then he looked at them and wrote an s next to alien stopped and then changed the s to a dollar sign <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like Arless. <laughs> <He> pitched Arless. <laughs> oh shit! I spelled it wrong. And they're I like, "No, no, no! We love I it." I can't read. <laughs>
0: That's his. He was pitching to Jeremy Piven. So um, fucking funny. <laughs> and he like he writes out Terminator, and he just takes the T's and he makes them like fiery crosses. <laughs> And he's, oh like, he's like, what do you think? Do you <laughs> and uh-huh. they're like, boo. No. And he adds an S and adds a dollar sign. there, like, yay. Yeah.
1: And then they all take ambient and then they love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just go read the
1: room. Man, That's so I love to make funny. current topical jokes it's also about like, modern news stories.
0: Well, it's great that <laughs> fucking Cameron, like he made Avatar, which sucked. And then it's like. Nothing around Avatar for years, and now he's gonna do like five sequels. Oh, this franchise, nobody gives a shit about,
1: yeah. Isn't it? A, yeah, no one liked it. Like, it's so it's sold it's out, hard. like, a lot yeah. of people like went to see it in the theater, but that was because it was the first real 3D movie, isn't that? I guess, why? immersive yeah, shot yeah. in 3D
0: like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's pretty boring, yeah. You know, that's like smell-o-vision, you know? Oh, cool, it's the chocolate movie, and it's gonna really fucking smell like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know that's a. Immediately, I was like, I would go see the
1: chocolate movie. <laughs> immediately. I, mean, I, I can't believe like, they haven't done the chocolate movie. <laughs> I think after the Lego movie and the emoji movie, it's like, oh, uh, shit, I don't know. The grapefruit movie? What do we do? Uh, the plywood movie. <laughs> uh, the plywood movie would be pretty good. Plywood's pretty interesting. It's in a lot of walls. You know? People
0: can relate to it.
1: Yeah, everyone's seen it, everyone's touched it.
0: Uh, the worst
1: salesman in hollywood (laughs) i feel everyone's seen it everyone's touched it
0: cheers come on guys
1: (laughs) yeah dick Pick the movie (laughs) and then it's it's a bunch of dick pics (laughs) that i found uh before we went on the james cameron tangent we were starting to say something i don't remember what it was the ride along oh were we just talking about the ride along (laughs) oh is that all (laughs) fair enough yeah uh well what
0: do you got planned for this uh week uh
1: Oh, um, this week it's going to be a little different. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Get ready.
0: Uh, I'm, not, I'm not used to change. I fear change.
1: change yeah. Change fears That's why me. you voted for Trump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I fear change. Because That's, I fear change. I fear change. That's why I voted for a reality star. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So, obviously, most weeks we do one suicide in history. This week, I want to talk about suicide attempts. Um, in the past, I, you know, actually, we'll talk about it That's uh, okay, in the next half, but I had a thing happen today that got me thinking about people surviving suicide. And a lot of people have killed themselves, obviously, but a lot of people have tried and either failed or like gone back on it at the very last second, like you did, Hampton. And, um, I looked it up and there are some like really interesting stories and I want to go through some of those so we're going to do that. All right, sounds good. All right.
2: Doesn't matter what they say.
1: Up. Welcome back, dude <laughs> I'm sitting here with my boy Hampton uh, Ciao, bro, cha. Cha, bro.
0: <laughs> Keep calm and chive on, yeah, bro yeah,
1: dude. Welcome to the Big Shorts cast <laughs> <laughs> I got big shorts You got big shorts We're on the beach Let's get drunk, dude
0: I'm Ham <laughs> Puka Shell Yunt <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, dude My face is a surfboard My girlfriend isn't real But I talk about her all the time, dude I say I get laid every day when, in <laughs> truth, I'm a virgin. All right, sick, dude. <laughs> Have you ever been to Seaside Heights? <laughs>
0: I stabbed a kid there.
1: I stabbed a kid in Seaside Heights, and then I fucking drove to Wildwood and I fucking did some blow. Okay.
0: How fast did you do you think all
1: surfer culture like you die
0: inside of that world? It's still like retirement.
1: You like either become a professional surfer Mm -hmm. um, or a piece of shit. Whoa, this is a wide (laughs) cast. Um Welcome back to Sooner Buddies Sooner Buddies I know a a couple uh, Surfers and they're All a little like I don't know Weird They're a little fried Uh, Really Yeah Fried Like it's a big Drug culture
0: Like they did So many drugs Over so long And like literally They'll always be like I was on a train to like Hungary and like just was taking some hash. <laughs> like they just like like what the fuck are you taught? Like they just always have a world traveling story. A lot of them I was always like, where were you when nine eleven happened? And, like one was like, I was on a catamaran in the Bahamas, <laughs> like doing some weird surfing adventure with my friends. And like,
1: oh dude, I was on a plane holding a box cutter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in a cave laughing yeah. in an- Afghanistan with all my brothers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, dude, we, I, did, well, I did way too much fucking heroin that day, dude. Wow, dude. I was high-fiving George Bush. <laughs> Being like, you can finish that book, man, come on. <laughs> At the end, the goat gets pet. Yeah, <laughs> more like hang 10-11, you know what I mean? <laughs> Why do we constantly go back know. to 9-11? It's always 9-11 it's? and Rage Against the Machine, and I don't yeah. know. I think it, it must honestly be I that smell conspiracy. <laughs> from 1999 to 2001 okay. was a period of time where you- you and I were deeply affected and hated everything. I, I think that's gotta be it. Wow. That
0: is a hundred percent. Like when I saw 9-11, I was like, you can't hate them any more than I already hate myself. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> that, that terrorism seems like coward shit. <laughs> They're cowards. Immediately we said in unison, having never met, cowards. <laughs> yeah, well, that was the like, genesis of our friendship. Like we force
0: sensitive, just saw each other across the United States. Cowards, star-crossed Taters.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Welcome back to Suicide everybody. It's uh, as if a
0: th- <laughs> it's as if a thousand souls all screamed out at once. Oh no! <laughs> and it's almost as if a. 700 Jewish lives. In- <laughs> <laughs> OPY becomes a conspiracy there. So he's like, so 700 Jewish lives left the buildings just in time. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that was a conspiracy. It was that like uh, Jewish people got a call. <laughs>
1: Like the day of. Night oh 11. yeah, I was laughing because you were doing a funny voice. But I, I did not know what was happening. No,
0: I, know. I was like, this really has to be explained. <laughs> yeah,
1: they got the Jews out. Like totally. the Yeah,
0: they just have the Jew phone. <laughs> get to
1: <laughs> look. Let's let's get to the uh, the episode. This one. Oh, okay. This episode is going to be incre- uh extremely tight and incredibly sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Chill uh, out. <laughs> you seen that movie. It's the sequel to "Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close." <laughs> <laughs> um, have you seen that movie, by the way? Yeah, 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 man. It was kind of lame. Yeah, it's like a Coldplay music video.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is a thousand percent accurate. It
1: really is. Holy it's shit! Just, that movie could be called Dad. That's Dad? what it, Dad. <laughs> there are a lot of movies that could be called shit. Dad, dude. Uh, get, get ready for the sequel. Extremely
0: loud and incredibly close. to in your face, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> too loud. Too close. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, that wins oh yeah <laughs> that wins <laughs> um oh yeah real quick i forgot to say at the beginning yeah, yeah. i have yet more tour dates coming Dave, I'm, uh, what
0: the fuck
1: yeah dude we're gonna have to bank episodes again it's gonna be a nightmare
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait I and i'm like, sure it will not affect the product at all just like before
1: <laughs> i will say i i think this episode and last episode we have talked about being tired, and I wonder. I thought. I wonder what it is. I mean, I like. Oh, I think it's because I'm tired. Because I'm tired. Ty- well, I don't know. I really think. I think that that tour tired me out mm-hmm. so hard. I threw my neck out standing still. Holy How do you even- shit! <laughs> yeah, dude. Literally, what? I was talking to Ismail Ismail Lutfi. We were hanging out in front of a House dude, of Shut up! Shut Super funny comic. Never killed himself. Thank God. <laughs> Um, and, uh, he was just talking to me, and I just felt it creeping up my neck, and then my neck just popped, and it felt like I got a whiplash without even moving. It was... Holy shit. Yeah, and I've been, like, smoking too many cigarettes, drinking too much coffee, not sleeping enough, all the bad stuff, not working out enough. You think that's fucking with your spine? I have a pinched nerve in my shoulder, Mm -hmm. and I think you combine all that with having been on the road, and I'm... Anyway, I've been thinking about the past few episodes, and, um... And also, you're going, you like just quit drinking and have been going through. I think that we're going to discover that the people that <laughs> stick through us through these four to eight episodes are are, are like, real fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys ready to get into the Uber, <laughs> Uber buddies? I mean, Uber I guess that was an apology for me for, That's like, hysterical. I might be. A little not here right now i'm trying real hard but i'm dude when I'm you up, after dude. the Avicii <laughs>
0: episode you sl- you slept the next day till three and then yeah. you texted me like i slept till three and i sent you the Avicii video for wake me up yeah <laughs> and i was like this is never more relevant than right now
1: you know what's funny about that is that i didn't get that text till i actually woke up at 9 p.m
0: holy fucking <laughs> shit
1: dude yeah something's going on uh, yeah. So thank you I, I personally feel like I haven't been as present As I should be On this show that I love We're gonna That's... upgrade you We're gonna put a, oh, mi- a microchip I be emperor? <laughs> <laughs> I was captain We haven't told you our roles Oh uh, yeah. yeah It's not a promotion I was captain Dave, Dave It's not a promotion Hampton <laughs> said he was general Right after I said no, captain And no. it's fucked up So I wanna be emperor now The no, floor is lava It's an upgrade Dave
0: <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna be Putting a microchip In the back of your neck Gonna saw off some limbs Put on, like, you know, instead of a hand, you're going to have, like, a spatula. No, the hand, gonna, instead of a hand, you're going to have a hammer. You're going to be
1: upgraded. Okay, you're gonna be, cool. You're going to be, like, half robot. I'm, I'm into all of, this, <laughs> all of this. As long as, hold on, as long as you also take my face off. <laughs> and put it on a DVD of Face, face Off. Face Off. I always wanted to make a sequel called, like, Hands <laughs> Off. <laughs> or like, like, it's a sexual harassment <laughs> video.
0: <laughs> Nicolas Cage comes on. Hi, huh, you might remember me from Face Off. We had a lot of fun on set, but one fun we didn't have was sexual harassment. <laughs> now, hands off, Travolta. And Travolta's like trying to kiss
1: you him. <laughs> John Travolta's just like drooling. <laughs> and then they cut his hands off and put Nicolas Cage's <laughs> hands on... On John Travolta, hands he off. Can no longer commit assault.
0: Now it's <laughs> now when you touch me, it's like I'm jerking off <laughs> because it's my own hands. <laughs> cool, dude. Travolta literally does like assault people. What a perfect is that joke. true? Yeah, yeah. One he's gay. He's oh. he's deeply not. One deeply, he's gay. One he's so gay. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, he's li- he say he's closeted. He's just lying. Well, yeah, he like he's harassed a bunch of people, mostly male masseuses, because that's his his thing. He's wow, like, I didn't know that. You know, like I'm under, I'm low key, but you know, if someone's like my masseuse, I'm gonna one hundred percent
1: try and fuck him. And it's like, wow, wow, what a piece of shit. what a shit. fucking piece <laughs> of shit. God, how many of my heroes? <laughs> Wow, Wild Hogs can't wild be broken. Travolta also? How will I go on? Yeah, dude. Oh, yes. That would be the I best. I watch Michael every
0: day. Wild Hogs 2, and it's him and Spacey and Weinstein like on the road. Oh, my God. Boys, one last ride into the sunset. Oh, wow. I'm going to throw up. I threw out my neck from throwing up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> too Wild, Two Hogs.
0: to (laughs) hog,
1: wild hogs too. hog wild
0: well uh Uh. (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to distract you too much man Um, oh yeah this sounds really interesting because we haven't really talked about uh, i mean in, in some ways we've referenced it but the whole thing of like suicide attempts right which is a real like huge life moment if you survive for for real right
1: because it changes a lot of your life perception right and i was yes um okay so i um so, the reason I was thinking about this today, I had like three things happen in a row as a result of each other. The first thing that happened was I went to therapy. And mm-hmm. so, and it was great. I, uh, it got me in just the sort of general like mindset of being vulnerable. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, just like I'm there and then I'm driving home. And, Someone that I know had written a caption of one of their Instagram posts that was a butthole surfer's lyric from that song, Pepper. Oh, and yeah, so I, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I love that song. And so I started listening to that song. And then I went down this sort of wormhole of um, 90s songs that weren't, like, mega hits but that I loved. So <laughs> I don't know if you ever listened to Jimmy's Chicken Shack. I listened to a song sure. by them. <laughs> and then I ended up uh, listening to a song that I love kind of on repeat that song Molly's 16 Candles by Sponge. Do you know that song? This is the darkest chapter of Dave's yeah. life.
0: <laughs> no, no, I don't know that track.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, Sponge is not, you know, the greatest band of all time, but uh, they, uh, they have some good songs. And that song <laughs> Molly... My
0: Dirt Napkin. We suck.
1: <laughs> What's up, El Paso? <laughs> We're Dirt Napkin. We suck. One, two, three. Boom. <laughs> Everyone throws up. (laughs) Diarrhea. (laughs) There's a whole band throwing up and shitting themselves. (laughs) (gasps) they all boners. Um, They were great. They were my Beatles. Okay, the song I'm talking about, Molly, is a song that goes, don't ask why, don't ask why. You know that song? It was on the radio, but not everybody knew it. (laughs) It wasn't Um, a DJ,
0: but go on. Okay, well, uh, forgive
1: me, in other words, (laughs) for my lack of total um, knowledge. So the song is called Molly, and then in parentheses, 16 Candles. And then... And then oh, the chorus okay. is, don't ask why, don't ask why, don't ask why. He saying that. Yeah. And then the end of the chorus, he says, 16 candles down the drain. And I never really knew what the song was, and I really paid attention. But the phrase, 16 candles down the drain, I was like... Wait, is this a song about a 16-year-old that tried to kill themselves? And so while I was driving, don't do this, kids. While I was driving, <laughs> I Googled it. I was going over Laurel Canyon <laughs> fucking Googling. You started Googling with one hand. You stuck your hand out the other window with the middle <laughs> finger
0: out to cops. Yeah.
1: Driving 99 miles an hour. So um, I looked it up. And uh, because it's called Molly and in the parentheses 16 candles, apparently a lot of people thought the song was about Molly Ringwald. But Oh, what? It's not. It's not about Molly Ringwald. Huh. It's about a girl named Molly who fell in love sometime in the '80s or '90s. Fell in love with her teacher. Her teacher was like, "No, obviously." Yeah. Well, I guess not. Good obviously, dude. but did do that. Good dude, <laughs> and uh, and then she tried to kill herself. Oh um, man! Right. So I'm. It was weird, man, because uh, I'm like sort of feeling uh like softer because of therapy, and then like listening to this shit from my past, and then thinking about that story, oh wow, and then that took me to I just started thinking about this podcast and how I feel now and like and how I felt then, and when I was sixteen, I really wanted to be dead, and I thought mm-hmm. about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I felt so alone and hated and every single version of that, and i I'm a depressed person, so I definitely have bouts of depression, and I have to deal with it, but I, like, in comparison to then, I feel so good. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I just, I, like, and then I, and then the third thing that happened was I cried. After I realized <laughs> that, I just, like, cried. Oh, man. I wasn't bawling, no, but yeah, I, like, yeah. teared up, and um, just thinking about, like, oh, wow, I, I made it out, and yeah. I... And, you know, I'm still, like, really working on it and trying to make it happen in this world. I'm not financially stable, (laughs) all that stuff. I have have a ways to go. But I also have a million things I've done that I'm proud of, and I was just, like, thinking about all that. And uh, and then I was, like, it got me to this, like, wow, I wonder how many people I respect have tried to kill themselves and I don't know it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I bet it's a lot. Right. I bet a lot because there's so much shame around it, especially in the past. People have tried to like people who are like powerful, Mm -hmm. depressed. You're not supposed to be depressed. You're supposed to be this like extreme being, Mm -hmm. especially musicians and leaders of movements. Young people look at them like they're infallible, they're perfect. Everything they do, I want to be that, you know? And then that's one of the things that's a big letdown when you get into entertainment or art in any way. You realize that we're all just people and this was just people found inspiration in different ways and then made things and they were just a person and they had to deal, but you, you don't know that. And so the people doing that, I, I was, I was thinking, yeah, probably a lot Of the people that I've thought were incredible have attempted suicide and uh, it's not, like, general common knowledge.
0: Especially also music. Like, I did just, uh, like, read a study recently that, like, uh, people who are musicians are three times more likely to commit suicide or attempt yeah. And it's like, well, it, it, of course, is this sort of like your brain is on fire. It attracts those types of sure. people who are like ultra creative, ultra messy, you know, disorganized. All right. those sort of things that are, you know, huge life flaws if you don't have everything in place to become a huge success, you know? Yeah, well. I mean, a lot of musicians,
1: it's, you know. It's, and then you're it's really in an industry that is yeah. very <laughs> hard to navigate.
0: Absolutely toxic. Yeah.
1: Toxic because of the people that are around you and also the way... The fact that you don't know what's happening. Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, Kurt Cobain uh, tried to kill himself, but before he could, uh, Courtney Love killed him. Did you know that? <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Uh, yeah. So I looked up. I was like, I just read up on a bunch uh, on suicide attempts in general, and uh, and I found a bunch of stories that I found so fascinating. I want to start with this one. Uh, I um, okay, so. Yeah, the story <laughs> was it?
0: Uh, uh, it Lauren Michaels? <laughs> yeah, it was Lauren Michaels. It was, Lorne My- was it Steve Martin?
1: <laughs> okay, so in nineteen forty one, there was a twelve year old boy who he went to. He wanted to go to this parade. His parents said he wasn't allowed to go to the parade, but he snuck out and went to this parade anyway. <laughs> While he was gone, his grandmother had a heart attack and died. Yeah. He blamed himself. Um, Because his little brother was there, Mm -hmm. and he, in a lot of ways, took care of his younger brother. And I guess his little brother was running around and just being a little kid, and uh, slid down the banister and smashed into his grandmother and knocked her unconscious. Oh, God. Yeah, the same day that she had a heart attack and died. It later came out that that wasn't why she had a heart attack. That kid just smashed into her and knocked her unconscious. But still, this 12-year-old boy who had snuck out... Blamed great. himself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but just fair. could not deal with the shame yeah. and jumped out of the second story window of his parents' house what? trying to kill himself. What age? About. He was 12. That's in crazy. Yeah. And that guy's name was Martin Luther King Jr.
0: Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shut. This is going to be the <laughs> best episode <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Well, guys, tune in next week <laughs> to figure out what happened to old MLK Jr. A lot of good
1: things I heard. Yeah, oh man. God, Isn't that crazy? He tried to kill himself?
0: Yeah. That's amazing. And also, like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if I should get into some family shit with that. But, like, at, at that time, I mean, it's not at all unusual for, like, a 12-year-old to just, I mean, younger than that, to just go down the street, walk on your own. Like, right. You leave the house. Absolutely. And it is a little bit, like, You know, the little kid's watching the grandma, the grandma's watching
1: him, whatever, you know? Right. Jeez, that sucks, man. Yeah, it's crazy. And, I mean, something I didn't realize about him was that later on in his life as a, uh, uh, I guess, what, activist. I was going to say political figure, but that's not right. As an activist and, you know, him. (laughs) He got into, like, socialism Uh and... Uh, the the politics of money. (laughs) Well, what was funny was that there were a lot of people that were all behind him as a civil rights activist. And then once he got into the next version of it he was very anti-war and he was all about solving the distribution of wealth problem yeah yeah and he started giving speeches about that apparently a lot of people got angry at him about that they were like whoa this is like commie bullshit well it is a little Uh,
0: bit like the next step and it's like hey we haven't even like freed our people really effectively yet so like you know one one foot in front of the other sort of thing That's crazy, man.
1: Have you heard about this letter that the FBI sent Martin Luther King to try to get him to kill himself? This is Weren't
0: they trying to expose him for some like affair or something? Like they were trying to like kind of just, you know, railroad him.
1: There's nothing concrete in the letter. They don't say kill yourself, but the whole letter is like you're a fraud, you're full of shit, you cheat on your wife. You were a hero. You're a disgrace to black people and all this stuff. Wow. But Martin Luther King always said, like, they were trying to shame him into committing suicide. And the reason I bring it up is I was reading more about him. And apparently he was a person who, like, his his friends and family knew he dealt with depression. Yeah. And... Oh, and sort yeah. of other psychological problems, and it just like wasn't a thing that you could talk about openly.
0: Well, of course, not. I mean, yeah. you know, anybody who's like leading a giant cause that's like absolutely up against the U- U.S. government, it's it's a depressing endeavor. You know, it's hopeful, but it's also depressing. Right? I just can't get it over in my mind that the FBI could send people letters to be like, "Hey, man." What's up, Dave? Yeah, totally. Uh, Comedy career's, uh, you know, got to go on tour again. You used to be funny.
1: (laughs) I heard you tweaked your neck. You're a disgrace to white people.
0: Anyway, (laughs) I'm Mueller. Bye.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm Mueller. Hey, Dave, I'm Mueller. Bye. Ferris Mueller's day off. (laughs) He's just writing people letters to kill themselves. (laughs) Okay, this next
1: one uh, kind of blew me away, too. Uh, Can
0: we process that for five more seconds? Sure. Holy shit. Right. No, I know. I mean, it's impressive to me that, like, someone who's who changed the world.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's something, like, you're making a really good point That's there. why like, I started with that one. That uh, one affected me the most. Because that's a person who, yeah, I mean, inspired gener- a generation and then generations to come. Like, he literally, yeah, yeah he changed everything. I mean, yeah. Not only, I mean to change the entire dialogue of how we talk about race in this country, but to do it nonviolently. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> one of the most sick. impressive people <laughs> of all time. Pretty sick, bro. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and he attempted suicide. Yeah. My whole point here is like, if you're listening to this and you're suicidal, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, Don't. you never know what life is. Though, what's what funny is kind of we're both depressed. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about being depressed is you never hear the right things. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine myself being depressed. And what I would hear is, oh, fuck, I'll never be Martin Luther King. <laughs> I should do it. Like, <laughs> there could only be one. <laughs> Maybe what I'm I'll be the it's Martin Luther King about uh, <laughs>
0: Froyo. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll lead a Froyo revolution. Yeah. That'll be my thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Martin Froyo Queen. We're running out of causes. <laughs> uh, we aren't actually. <laughs> we are not. We are gaining
0: causes daily. Wow, I can't wait for the next one where you're like, and that little boy grew up to be Bill
1: Clinton. <laughs> uh and that little girl was me. <laughs> I became a little girl. Um Okay. Next um,
0: one, please. Yeah. Next. Dave,
1: do it. Um, better
0: be as good, if not slightly better.
1: <laughs> um, So this is... um, This happened in 1968. A 14-year-old girl gave birth to a son who died in the hospital. That happened. Mm-hmm. Um, this girl also had been sexually assaulted and abused a lot from ages 9 to 13 specifically. And apparently the kid was not from the sexual assault and abuse, which apparently happened from multiple different family members. But it was like the way that she says she was acting out at 14 and like, yeah, like had a bunch of sex or whatever, did some stuff. Sure, sure. Um, And uh, wow. so had the kid, died in the hospital. But... When she found out she was pregnant, she immediately was filled with suicidal thoughts. Whoa. And uh, was like, I have to I have to kill my maybe not immediately, but she, right, she yeah, decided she, at one point I have like to, to kill myself yeah. before this kid is born. Wow, and God. then she started doing all these things to try to get the kid aborted. The, like the one thing the biggest thing she did was she drank bleach to try to Holy get
0: fucking <laughs> shit. Yeah.
1: She drank bleach to try to get the kid aborted. Um, uh, her dad. Her lit- teeth were white as shit. Her dad <laughs> literally said at one point, "I would rather see a daughter of mine floating down the Cumberland River than to bring shame on this family and the indecency of an illegitimate child." Wow. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, if your family member is floating <laughs> in the river, that's as embarrassing as a, yeah, as a baby. I think I might be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit oh yeah i shame my daughter that's why she's floating <laughs> yeah yeah anyway good thing it's not a baby
1: <laughs> he didn't know they're she was all, pregnant either at that moment smiles. he just said that as a thing you oh said. yeah he'd say that every friday yeah, great guy <laughs> they, that was their uh prayer before they ate um just so you know no so babies yeah, she decided not to commit suicide uh hmm. wow. but she did like drink bleach, and do a bunch of other stuff to try to That's terminate the pregnancy, awful, and then it was born, and then it died. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then cut to later in life, 1981, she was in love with a man, he wouldn't be with her, and she also apparently contemplated suicide a sure. great deal about that, Yeah, and it's not really known whether this was a suicide attempt, or she says it wasn't, but... It could be Either way In the frustration of this awful Like being broken hearted She just straight up Crashed her car into a tree Oh wow And then her And gave She gave a note That some people say Was a suicide note To her best friend hmm. Crashed her car into a tree wow. And then her friend Put her on 24-7 suicide watch Whoa whoa And then once again Decided not to kill herself and that was Oprah.
0: <laughs> I, oh my god! <laughs> the hits keep coming. I Jesus love Jesus shit.
1: Yeah, dude. I wait, love watching your face.
0: Oprah is Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter.
1: <laughs> wait, no, Hampton. Whoa,
0: whoa, wait! <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Yeah, that is fucked up. Yeah. Wow, what an amazing person. Did you know she's been on the cover of every O Magazine? <laughs> yeah, how do you do that? Yeah, she knows something. You know she has a
1: show <laughs> on the OWN Network? <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> she just has friends in high places. <laughs> it's really funny to, to read about her because oh every God. article about her is like, Says some of the stuff I just said, yeah. and then there's always a sentence that's like, Oprah, who is now a billionaire and owner of a TV network, it's like, We fucking know. <laughs> you don't have to.
2: <laughs> we know. <laughs> You don't need to... Hey, I There's a reason this
1: article's interesting. Oh, you don't okay. have to... So, <laughs> uh, let me go back in time. <laughs> they just give this whole synopsis. No, it's just an like, article like written this year. Shit. And they're like, Oprah, owner of the OWN Network and a billionaire. And you're like, you're a fucking idiot. That is uh, so
0: funny when it's like... You know, she just gave a really great speech about like divisive politics, and then Fox <laughs> News immediately was like, no, "Oprah can't be president. She's a bitch, a hater. Like, they just yeah. were like she doesn't have the tools." And it's like, you just elected a reality star. <laughs> <laughs> you just elected a guy who had a catchphrase
1: on TV, dude. I know. <laughs> and you're gonna be like, she's too media. They do it all the time. Yeah. If they don't have the tools. That's especially funny. <laughs> yeah, the thing about Oprah that I thought was interesting. Was that you know she's alive now, and doesn't but, but really. Is she really nice? <laughs> nice dude. She deserves that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not like she avoids it, but oh no, she's yeah. not a person that talks about depression that much
0: it took a long time for her to talk about it i remember hearing about this and like i mean it was a huge moment when she started talking about her own like um assault like you know i mean it's a heavy thing especially when you're uh, that beloved and man to really like admit that you could be that weak when you are that powerful absolutely is like you know hats off to her you know i mean it's like you know she she was already changing lives helping people like She didn't need to necessarily divulge that much of her of herself, but in the end, it gives you a fuller 3D version of who she is and what she had to accomplish and overcome, right? And why
1: she, you know, is how she is. Um, Yeah, and I'm hopefully I don't know as I don't know I, I would be really really interested in seeing specifically Oprah talk more about this because like I also totally understand. First of all, you don't have to identify yourself by your depression. That's like the first thing about that. But also, I think people like her talking about it. Would really help everyone know that it's just a part of life that a lot of people have it. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean,
0: w- is this the dumbest, hackest joke for her just to be like, <sighs> no, you, no, get a noose, no. "You get a noose. You get a noose. You get a noose. You get a noose." And nooses just start coming down to the crowd, and all the and all like, the women Yay! Are like, yeah! <laughs> putting the noose.
1: On, I can't believe it! <laughs> it's like a thirty-five thousand dollar noose. <laughs> Yeah, she's great Um, very fun apparently martin luther king's depression was so bad and he dealt with it so much that um the people who worked for him later on in his life tried to get him to go to a psychiatric hospital and get treatment and he would refuse every time
0: i mean it Um, i it really doesn't help if you have had you know family loss depression then you literally are trying to do something with your life and all of a sudden the government's spying on you and oh, trying shit. to murder you. I mean, I mean, you get paranoid real quick.
1: I can't even imagine the amount of stress and to be able to like still... I mean, he also was supposed to... Like he was this figure of like, peace and love and he had to go out and smile and like yeah. and like be there for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. What if it was all just a long con death wish?
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Here's how I'll kill myself. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll make the government people. do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. I'll make the government do it. Um. Damn, dude. I can't wait to hear with the third uh, black leader. Who? No, just <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Um, who's the third man? This is great. This is like a Scooby Doo episode.
1: <laughs> keep. Okay. Well, I have a bunch. Stuff. I have a bunch in a row. Don't look at my screen here. Okay. Um. I have a bunch in a row uh, that I'm going to tell you, and then kind of a big one at the end that I want to wrap it up with. Who's like actually not near as big of a figure as these other two people, it's but Jesus Christ, he's, he's <laughs> at least for up until pretty recently, like a very well-known person who you never would have seen. Okay, so um, damn, I uh, let's see here uh, in 19- there uh, in 1942, there's this man. His wife died in a plane crash. And he tried to, uh, man, I tried to find out what this means so much. Okay. He tried to die by going on a motorbike rampage.
0: <laughs> I, Remember when you could just do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. in 1942?
1: Yeah. <laughs> just go on a motorbike rampage. He tried to commit suicide. Apparently, like this is a dude oh, who was obsessed God. with motorcycles. And he had a motorcycle. His wife died in a plane crash. He couldn't handle it. And he just got on his motorcycle and tried to die. And his name is Clark Gable. (laughs) Wow, my favorite black leader, (laughs) Clark Gable. I never see that one is honestly one of the maybe the most surprising of the three so far because. I don't, there's not much depth in my mind to Clark Gable. Right. I never would imagine Clark Gable as being sad. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you got
0: a good point. Yeah. I mean, I definitely only know him through his persona
1: in movies. And as everything. like the the yeah. sex man.
0: Sex man. Yeah. Shut up. I'm going to sex you. Sex man too. Sex man. I don't give a damn. I'm going to sex you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Come over here and listen
0: while I say things. Listen to my damn dick. Yeah. I just know he says damn. Yeah. I got a suit and a dick, damn it! I mean, (laughs) that's Mad Men. Yeah, that's true. Man, uh, damn to lose your wife in a plane crash. I mean, that is truly like just end of your, you know, your life. Yeah, as the person who loves them. You know what I mean? Your whole world is suddenly gone. Yeah, Very, very like you know, just act of God almost. You know, it's like
1: I can. I think about this sometimes too because, like, I. I mean, I've said this on the show before. Like, I relationships are so, it's so hard for me to feel wanted in a relationship. And I, hmm. if I, you know, we're all like looking uh, a safe relationship is the, is what we we all want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If I like yeah, find that. Yeah. And then they die. You
0: get it. And then it's, gone. I don't know what I would That's do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I kind of get the whole motorbike thing. Cause when I've been truly like just sobbing to myself, I think I mentioned this early on the podcast, like, just Go your out hand in a blaze starts, of glory. Your hand starts letting loose of the steering wheel more and more sure. where you're just like, what if I just crash? What if I just flip this thing or you know run into a tree? You know, like
1: I've had a couple rough nights just like staring at the median of the yeah. highway. The, the worst yeah, thing yeah. Is,
0: is like you really don't want to fuck up other people's lives. You right. don't want to introduce that level of chaos and destruction into other people's worlds. But it's right. like, yeah, it's something about like going really fast yeah feeling like I'm not even in control doesn't even
1: matter does you know it's matter. crazy after he did not die in his motorbike rampage, he joined the army good timing well, his wife had been sort of like saying to him well, like the world was about every to now and one. then like yeah. you should you should go help yeah and uh and so he decided to do a thing his wife wanted him to do. He joined the army in nineteen forty two and he ended up um Doing some shit like literally with a film crew oh, in World yeah? War II and getting footage of of the war while he was there, and so it's funny like that's both really cool and also like we huh. are oh, still being pretty Hollywood about your fucking.
0: <laughs>
2: that's only
1: because we know I'm a sex man, <laughs> yeah. sex damn man. But yeah.
0: like, if you think about it, here's here's what's even more fucked up: he loses his wife, and then the thing that she told him, you know. I mean, everyone was kind of joining up for war, but yeah, his wife was probably telling him like, hey, we sh- you should probably serve. It's like that then kind of is his back way into like getting in front of a camera, working with a camera, Ethan. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? It took this kind of like, <laughs> not really, because I mean, he probably would have had to serve. Am I crazy? There was a draft in World War II, right? Everyone had to go. Right. Well, probably Clark Gable could have
1: opted out.
0: I don't think he was an Was he an actor before?
1: She was an actor his wife.
0: Oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Man, well because there's a bunch of little stories I didn't I didn't look all this up, but oh, I sorry. I so, well, I should have apparently.
0: <laughs> now, you you have like a list of like five. No, stories, no, he was so. no, of
1: course, he was definitely already an actor because oh, really? he was in Gone with the Wind. Um
0: That's before
1: World War 2. They shot it in
0: 1939. Whoa. Yeah. Crazy. I didn't know. I don't know when colorization really happened and like, you know, shit like that. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're still with us, Clark. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to no, this. He's dead. Uh Oh, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, sorry. Wait, dude. is Oprah dead too? <laughs> Big O, you out there?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to find uh, this stuff about him in World War II. Oh. His wife always said,
0: You should you'd make a great Nazi. <laughs> so he, he traveled all the way to Germany
1: to fight for the bad guys. That's right. Okay. He he literally wow. It really is impressing. Impressing. It's impressing. It's impressing <laughs> da- me. Dave's broken. <laughs> it's impressing me.
0: That uh, <laughs> don't impress me much.
1: He became a gunner. On a fucking plane, cool. and Han his Soler. cinematographer friend enlisted with him, and they brought a camera. Oh, tight. And, and he ended up flying the plane a couple times. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's so interesting. I mean, obviously, Clark Gable also uh, then went on to be, like, one of the most famous people of all fucking time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but to, like, yeah, try to kill yourself and then be like, no, I should do, I should instead honor... Her life and other people's lives, and then go like, I mean, how terrifying must it be to be a gunner on a plane in World War II? I absolutely terrifying, absolutely yeah. horrifying yeah. in every single way. I threw my neck out standing still. <laughs> <laughs> Dave broke having a conversation. <laughs>
0: I literally... It's not just fine. I mean, it is funny that, like, you know, may. I mean, maybe we do need another world war. I mean, if you think about it, it's crazy that... This... Oh, please go on. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, well, throughout history, <laughs> young men have always had to be, like, killed by their government in wars and shit. And it's, like, it's so much better. But isn't it funny that it's, like, we're now, like... Either, like we soft. like t- like celebrities going to war and then coming back. Like Elvis went to war, right? Like if Justin Bieber went overseas, killed a bunch of Chinese people, and like came back, he's like, "So what's up? I got a new hit single. Don't even think about all the people I had to kill."
1: <laughs> I have a question: Why'd you go to Chinese,
0: dude? <laughs> do you not see the oncoming war with China?
1: <laughs> nah, man, it's just gonna be an information <laughs> war. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's going to be a Star Wars for the next couple summers. A Don't s- turn away from me. I
1: can't even <laughs> Don't you take turn it. turn away from me? I can't me. even handle it. All right, let's go. And I'm excited. Uh, by all the way, right, let's do some quick ones. Um, by the way, shout out to the Chinese overlords. I know you're going to treat us really fair. It's okay. <laughs> um, this guy, when his uh, band broke up in 1970, he drank furniture polish to try to kill himself. His name is Billy Joel. Uh <laughs> What? Uh Uptown girl? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, the piano man? (laughs) The piano man. Did did you know that he was in a band that actually got pretty big called Attila? (laughs) Uh, Dude, piano man's my favorite Avenger. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) up. Yeah, leave my house. (laughs) Leave my house. Leave my house right now. Wait,
0: I'm here and leave my house and take my cat.
1: Yeah. All right, Take so my cat. He was in a band called Attila. Attila, yeah, for a while. A rock band. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh man. Um
0: there there's a one song he he made uh, called like Moving Out, I think. It's like
1: Anthony's Moving Out or something. Mm-hmm. So
0: good. It's like a really amazing that's, song. That's the that whole
1: thing. That you wanted to say?
0: He's got a really great song. That's well, he, oh, underrated. Billy Joel
1: has a good song. Well, I think
0: Piano Man's a little lame. Oh man, it's like dad know. rock. A lot of a lot of it.
1: A lot of what he wrote is dad rock, for sure. Yeah,
0: it's like you know before Ben Folds, and get, you
1: know it got yeah cool. before yeah like yeah dude before <laughs> Brick came out.
0: <laughs> piano Man is no Brick. <laughs> God damn it, you're right. Brick is my generation's Piano Man. <laughs> I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Shit. Yeah, all right. It's a song where it's like, just imagine if Piano sad. Man got an abortion. He's sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, man. So that's Billy Joel. Um, uh, now I'm going to do some, let's see if you can guess the next three. <laughs> okay. Uh, this guy, his uh, girlfriend. Uh, f- ro- uh, uh, Fred Durst. <laughs> okay. Uh, his girlfriend broke up with him in 1996, and he tried to OD on Tylenol.
0: That's it? The, for the back story? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't guess. That's
1: M and M. Tylenol? Yeah, he tried to take. Should have taken M and
2: M's.
1: No. <laughs> he goes to
0: the M and M store in Times Square. Fill me up. Just put a <laughs> just put a pipe down his throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to have a sugar OD and die in the M and M store. Oh man, yeah, Dude, he... He's he's been sober for ten years. Is that true? Yeah. He like showed his AA chip. Wow. It was, like, really impressive because it was, like, everyone was, like, oh, yeah, he fucking, even, like, on his albums, he talked about how he, you know, was fucked up. Like, he made an album fucked up. Then he literally made an album called, like, Recovery. Right. Ten years later, he's, like, here's the chip. I've been on, you know, been Whoa. on the wagon. Crazy. And yeah. It's, like, yeah, I don't know. I've always kind of, like, he's still cool. He's still fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So
0: it's a little dated. <laughs> yeah. It's getting more and more dated.
1: He has though. a little bit of a dicey personal history, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to, to say the least. But yeah, he tried to he Did tried you know to Haley, Haley is now 38 years old? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, wow. Dead. Do you have her number? <laughs> um would you want it? Would you get it? Would you want it with it? <laughs> and Haley,
0: what you want it? <laughs> well,
1: wow, that's pretty good, man. I'm going
0: to eat some M&M's, and then I'll die.
1: Dude, man, <laughs> one of my favorite r- facts about him is, you remember he had that whole beef with, um, with was it, I always didn't forget, forget was it Lassie? Ja Rule or Juvenile? Oh, I think it was Ja Rule. Airstyle, do you remember um, No? The whole, like, Benzino, Source Magazine group of people, I think it was Ja Rule. I didn't know this um, one. So... Yeah, it's Ja Rule. So Ian Ja Rule had a, like they were going back and forth with huh. uh, beef diss tracks, and uh, Eminem wrote a song called "Go to Sleep," and the chorus was "Go to sleep, bitch, die, motherfucker, die," <laughs> and one of the and then oh it like keeps God. going, and then one of the rhymes is "Why are you still alive?" <laughs> it's so funny. And he was so fucking powerful in the music industry at that point that he got that song on the soundtrack of a movie. Ja Rule started. And <laughs> oh my like, god! Yeah, dude,
0: that is the best beef. Yeah. Ender,
1: <laughs> it was so it was such a bad beef that they like they told MTV that if they invited Ja Rule and that whole crew to the MT, the Video Music Awards, that Eminem and Fifty Cent wouldn't perform. And so MTV was like, okay, fine. And they just didn't invite him. And then years later, Ja Rule was like, yeah, I really should not have started a fight. with Eminem. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> One of the best early, I think like maybe one of the first beefs like
0: Eminem had was against Christina Aguilera. Wow. Remember in Slim Shady, uh, the real Slim Shady, he dropped, he's like, because Christina Aguilera on an interview was just asked like, what do you think about Eminem? And he's like, I think he's still like married to Kim. He <laughs> like laughed. And then he's like, shut up, bitch. Don't talk about my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was just like, we're getting a divorce, you piece of shit. Like he just kept publicly calling out Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Who at the time was like writing like Genie in a bottle. Right. <laughs> it's like
1: well, he also came after Moby at
0: one point, I remember. <laughs> that was, yeah, like an album later or two. He also had a whole hysterical. he had a huge
1: problem with Fred Durst. And it was literally because Moby goes, He's too aggressive. <laughs> He's like,
0: Shut up, bitch, or I'll stomp you out. <laughs> that was so. There's funny. that
1: one. Uh, oh, fuck, I forget what song it's on, but he has that one lyric where, where he says, Will Smith says he doesn't have to cuss in his raps. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Will Smith's like in his
1: car, like, what the
0: fuck did I do? I didn't do anything. I didn't even attack him <laughs> at all. i just standing here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that guy is no holds barred. He attacked Will Smith, America's Smile. <laughs> um... Wow, dude. Okay,
1: so uh, Eminem tried it. Yeah. Tina Turner took 50 Valium and tried to die. No uh, no reveal there, guys. Yeah, <laughs> the no. Trip. well, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm just I like getting that. to it. Okay, These Because th- these three are all similar. Yeah, when she was in the middle of the shit with Ike, and then they later separated wow. and she started putting out albums. Yeah. But that's like this- an
0: amount that you regurgitate usually is like
1: that up up numbers. Right.
0: They say Napoleon tried to kill himself, and he took like a bunch of poison because he thought he he was so strong and powerful, like it would take an insane amount to kill him. And wow. he just he just vomited it all up,
1: <laughs> you know, because his ego. Right. I mean, well, because of his anatomy, his body was like, oh, well, not yeah, this. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, he was famously short, oh, <laughs> as
0: Animaniacs has pointed out.
1: <laughs> Have you heard this thing about how like? about John Lennon. I might have even talked about this on the show before, that John Lennon apparently thought he was the reincarnation of Napoleon. And uh, at one point, he got super fucked up on acid, and he called a meeting of all the Beatles and the management. And uh, he had to tell this this really important thing. And in the meeting, they like all gather around, and they're like, oh my God, what's John going to tell us? And he just tells them that he's Jesus
0: Christ.
1: <laughs> he's Napoleon. He's... He, Took enough acid at one point to think he was also the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Wow, just um, when you couldn't hate John I mean, Lennon anymore. <laughs> dude, I know. What a fucking loser, man. Um, I,
0: mean, it's, uh, I mean, here's how we're going to protest the war. I'm not going to wear pants in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, government.
1: Uh, this one actually really shocked me a lot, too. So an uh, 18-year-old kid tried to kill himself by taking 277 aspirin. Okay, that's uh, and pretty you, serious. It is a whole lot of aspirin. Dude,
0: your stomach would be cuz aspirin really affects your stomach also. That I'm just thinking
1: of like what irreparable Dude, organ the way damage that you can you do. Would, right. Well, that's why it's so surprising. Uh that was Ken Griffey Jr. What the? Yeah. Isn't that like so shocking? Do you know who that is? Do you yeah, ba- who that is? I mean,
0: I'm not a big sports guy, but I
1: know who Ken Griffey Jr. Right, is. that's the thing. He's like one of the most famous baseball players of all time. And uh yeah, I mean, Ken Griffey Sr. was also, in an interview, he was like, yeah, he said something to the effect of like, damn, I'm like 16 and I'm 17 and I go to baseball practice and everyone's like pressuring me to be good at baseball. And then I come home to my dad and he's pressuring me to be good at baseball. And eventually I was like, fuck this. I don't want to be alive.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. Baseball did it. Yeah. And so he's like, better do this with the rest of my life.
1: Yeah. Better really <laughs> double down. Done. I mean, especially with that your dad crazy. being overbearing and him being a famous baseball player. Yeah. And then everyone else already has these expectations. I could, And also, yeah. when you're 18, everything seems like it's the entire world. It seems like you don't have other options, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And if everyone's always talking to you about baseball and you're just fucking 17, 18 years old, you're like, I don't want to play fucking baseball, man. And <laughs> yeah. that's that's my only option.
0: And I understand that. But I guess what I find baffling is the – the going then, like, doubling down, you know, like... Oh, and then afterward, he... Just because he... None, none of the other stories have been like, well, the, you know, the thing that caused them, their depression... I'm gonna keep doing it. Cap, doing, you know, this is a very unique thing of, like, you're feeling this insane pressure to succeed. You do hit this breaking point, and then you're like, I guess I've gotta just try harder. <sighs> like, right. I'd love to know what he, how he feels. You know, I'm sure he's a very, like, happy, content individual now, But just like, you know, how he's looked at his career. Right.
1: You know what he really thinks. I mean positive. It had to be a massive wake up call to everyone in his life too. I mean If there ever were a cry for help that worked, it's gotta be that one. You know what I mean? Because seriously, if you decide to play baseball after all the stress, like that means the stress went away or I guess maybe not well
0: also well maybe also like um, you know something that we're saying a lot of times is just that age I mean he was at 16 17 yeah I mean it's really like the beginning of you just forming your brain in this adult sense of like okay what am I gonna be who am I gonna be like what is this you know uh, person I've been slowly putting together and oftentimes it's so incredibly daunting Right, because you go okay. Well, either I'm going to be less than my dad's legacy, or I'm going to be a you know another type of failure. But there's no way, like even my best case scenario, I won't be as good as my dad. Worst case scenario, I'm a complete embarrassment. Right, you know, you build up like a, a kind of a prison in your own mind of expectations and how far you could actually go. Right, I don't know. that, that is really why I find it so surprising that he he went further into it. But, I mean, you know, sometimes you do just need to, like, you know, get a sense of self and kind of, like, separate yourself, you know, get readjusted. I mean, sports should be fun, you know? So, if at the end of the day, if you
1: can, like, figure out a way to, like, enjoy it. Man, it's interesting. I'm reading this interview with him, and he says after he did that, he was like, it was just not smart. Wow, there's no addressing it. Really? Yeah, so here's the quote. It seemed like everyone was yelling at me in baseball. Then I came home and everyone was yelling at me there. I got depressed. I got angry. I didn't want to live. He apparently thought about suicide a lot, and he kept thinking I was going to do it, quote, with my father's gun or something. But the only time he actually tried was he took a bunch of aspirin. And um, But then after that, he doesn't say much else about it. He says the problem was with me and my father. Oh, my God. And then he just talks a lot about how I imagine it was like a really home. bad idea for him to do that. And then he, after that, he never tried to commit suicide ever again. And he after just started that, playing baseball I again. I never
0: had a headache again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, an, I'm immune. <laughs> I think it's really interesting to be in an interview about it and be like talking about how bad the suicide is. And then your perspective on it is like. I was, uh, and then I just – I was like, oh, that was a really bad decision, and then I got better. So that either means that, like, there's something he doesn't want to talk about.
0: I think what that only could be, maybe, is he must have – like, going to the hospital, Yeah, there's some sort of breaking point that the family has to acknowledge, and there must have been some sort of slight, at least, reconciliation with his
1: father. Because if, yeah. if
0: the pressure just kept persisting, <clears throat> like, you know, people – they're they're fragile. They'll totally. Break, you know, you can't just keep breaking. It someone is the one thing. Him.
1: Like if if you just committed suicide. Even the worst person on earth wouldn't run up and be like, "Why'd you do that, you dummy?" <laughs> All right, laps. Start doing laps. Like
0: <laughs> comes up to the hospital bed. Hey, looks like we got a bellyache here. Yeah,
1: there had to be at least a little bit of time where his dad didn't put pressure on him, even if he was like, even if he thought he was weak or something. All like right, some people do.
0: Pot flies.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying, though? Yeah, like, yeah. He it reaches that point, and oftentimes he, you have to get to that point to really actually like break through to someone who's a. Uh, you know, from a different generation. Yeah. Has maybe
1: uh kind of old ways of thinking, very set and it's like I'm picturing that maybe even he was the type of person to be like, My son tried to commit suicide, what kind of little pansy does that? <laughs> but he's like in the fucking hospital room, like shaking, and his wife's like, Don't be mean and he just goes up to his son and he's like, Do you need anything? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got some juice for a week. I'm gonna talk soft to you. <laughs> <He's still saying laughs> aggressive things, just your teeth. You yeah. yeah, know I'm just really so lucky.
1: Spring training's coming. I'm just
0: saying, you know? son, this is uh, the best timing to be doing this. Yeah. And you know, college uh, scouts aren't you know paying attention right now or anything. <laughs> 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 so, you know, we're just going to get you out there in the field. And, like, blood's, like, coming
1: through his clenched teeth. His eyes are totally popped out. All he has right, a boner.
2: Lo-
0: I love you. At this point, he's, like, a broken Disneyland, like, <laughs> a- attraction with his head and vibrating. Like, all right, lo- 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 love you. <laughs> One time I, I made a joke on stage that, um, you know, my dad or whatever, we have, like, kind of a volatile relationship, especially at the time. And uh, I had won, um, like, a comedy you know like competition and I went to tell him the next day I was like so proud like it's just it. you know I felt like I'd done something and I was kind of like gonna be like yeah well guess what guess what I did and like I told him and he was like he hugged me and he was like I'm so proud of you and he was like huh. getting teary eyed and we're like hugging and then he farted really <laughs> loud <laughs> And I, for years, they had a joke that, like, his body just couldn't accept. <laughs> like, just evacuate. Get everything everything out. This isn't right.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I was talking to um to Sharpie, Chris Charpentier, the other day about this. I When my grandmother died, my dad's mom, he called me to tell me, and I loved her. And so I was, like, crushed. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad also was crazy about his mom. Like, so... I know he was crushed. Yeah, uh, sucks, man. But we're talking about, like, you know, feelings in an older generation. My dad is even, like, a more – I always thought, compared to other men, he was, like, more in touch with his feelings. But my dad calls me, tells me his mother died. And I was like, oh, my God, that's awful. And he was like, yeah, you know, well, you know, we saw it coming for a while. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was silent. That's how long it took. It was, like, ten seconds. Silence. And he goes, so, uh, well, what's going on? And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, you know, really sad. And uh, my dad goes, about what? <laughs> and I was like, Grandma died. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, right. Uh, that's, that's some old shit.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you're still talking about that? Oh, man. That was like a while ago. <laughs> yeah, it was so that ridiculous. That is so It was classic. so crazy. Dude, that was a great episode,
1: man. Oh, I got one more. Oh, really? I want to talk about it real quick. Yeah. Oh, okay. That the sort of like, like I said at the beginning, there's one that's sort of a finale to this list. And it's like, I don't know. This isn't a person that I think a lot of our listeners will note as like one of their heroes or something, but he is an impressive person. Um who I know a lot of people see as sort of well, you'll see what I mean. Um hmm. in uh so this guy, in 1984, uh, he got sued by an army general okay. for libel. That happens. Yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. <laughs> um, it was Captain Crunch. <laughs> and he fell into this, like, depressive spiral because of it, because of the stress of it, the going to court. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. All eyes on him, exam- examining his entire life. It was apparently just, like, awful. And he mm-hmm. just couldn't get out of the depression. He apparently would. <laughs> he couldn't sleep very well. Uh, he couldn't eat. It was like really, really bad vows yeah, yeah. of depression. There's all there's this this interview with him where he talks about how during that period of time, he would just stay up really late and he would watch late night shows to try to feel better. Wow, uh, That was a big thing that he would do to try to get out of it. Um, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: I'll just stay up all night watching TV. That's and then right because
1: down. he couldn't sleep, he took a bunch of... Uh, not a bunch. He started taking sleeping pills to sleep. Oh, man. And then one day... He was, like, I guess feeling really bad, and he had the sleeping pills. So he wrote a suicide note um, outlining where all his money would go to different people. Oh, my God. uh, And then took a lot of sleeping pills. Whoa. And then he he did not die from that. Huh. And that's Mike Wallace from 60 Minutes. Whoa. What the fuck? Isn't that fucking crazy? Wow. Like, one of the most, like... Just, like, steadfast. Steadfast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stayed,
0: you know, restrained individuals. The
1: definition of a collected human being. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's crazy, dude.
1: And here's why. I would
0: not expect that in the fucking slightest.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like I said, you know, like, I, we're not... Like newscaster nerds, so I no, wouldn't have no. listed him as a hero, but he was also someone I really respected, and I've seen sixty minutes a lot. I mean, getting he was, sued
0: by a general for libel, I immediately was thinking like a performer of some sort or a writer, you know? Right? Like, so, man, jeez,
1: it was the entire show was getting sure. was in a fucking whatever a lawsuit by his name was uh, U.S. Army General William C. Westmoreland. They did a piece about the Vietnam War, and he said that they like got a bunch of facts wrong and made him look wow awful. Wow, um, crazy. Yeah, so they were under the looking glass and uh turn it, turn it off. What is turn it off. playing right now? <laughs> is what it is sport? playing? It's oh. because of the Ken yeah.
0: the, yeah. the sports website where you're looking up the Ken Gravy's. You want some sports stats? All right, we got some suicide stats. <laughs> All right, right. Oh, uh, Ken Gravy Jr is
1: Mike Wallace up to bat right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is over 1 <laughs> <laughs> Start uh, reading off pill statistics. He has a zero suicide <laughs> average. Um, yeah. So, and here's why I really I He's wanted
0: dedicating to, this suicide to one lucky boy
1: in the stands. Today. Oh my God! <laughs> There's some boy dying in a hospital right now. He's going to dedicate his
0: suicide. Sorry. Uh, Woo. Woo.
1: Here's why I wanted to end on him for a few reasons. He felt a lot of shame about his depression, and he did not want to go to the doctor, but. Um, there's this oh man, there's this great thing that he wrote. It's on it came out, uh, yeah. On he wrote this article for guideposts.org. I don't really know why he wrote it for that, I've never heard of it, sure. But honestly, look up I get most of my news from uh, (laughs) Mike Wallace Guideposts, it's incredible. He wrote this thing just outlining Hmm. his entire life's battle with depression, really, yeah. And so, like when he started being incredibly depressed and had suicidal thoughts and then attempted suicide and continued to be depressed he just like didn't know it was a problem that was the first thing that happened he had wow. no clue that it was a problem and so he didn't do anything about it he was like he just kept saying to his wife no 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 i'm just the stress of the trial it's just awful once the trial's over i'll be better i'll be better <laughs> and she was obviously incredibly concerned right it's um, like the
0: first half is right
1: mike yeah. <laughs> the stress of the trial is definitely affecting you Oh, and this is a great detail So his wife, man She, she eventually made him go to a doctor it was uh-huh. like, you have a clear problem We don't know what it is You have to go to a doctor The first doctor he went to Literally said this to him You don't need help You're tough Everybody knows that You'll bounce back in no time oh. And then went on this whole thing About how his reputation will be hurt If people know he gets sad
0: Was that Dr. feel good? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Right. Yeah, yeah. laughs>
0: Yes. You need to yeah. go baby. It was actually
1: Dr. Martin Luther
0: King Jr. <laughs> you think you got it bad. I tried to kill myself when I was 12. That's fuck that doctor should be fired. Absolutely. Out of a cannon. Yeah. Into, Into a target. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> a store target. <laughs> a target store where you could get some deals. Oh, All right. Shit. Um Yeah, wow. That is I I kind of was wondering because the dating there with like Vietnam It's definitely still coming out of like a lot of toxic masculinity still happening, but just a doctor being like, suck it up. Yeah. Also, this could, you really don't want to let this out. Right. (laughs) You better damn that really. It is going
1: to hurt your career. I think it's so funny that (laughs) you you, should lead with the doctor is like, well, I should give every type of advice, including (laughs) career advice. (laughs) Also, you should
0: cast me on your network.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. Be a news guy. So then, obviously, from that, he was like, "Okay, I should suck it up." And then he like kept going to the trial Holy and blo- and like going to work and doing his job. What's so funny is he he had a Brit, He got to in the middle of the trial. He had to go to Ethiopia to oh. do a story about like a severe hunger and starvation problem there, and that was a a it was a moment of solace for him. Wow. Going <laughs> oh my God. and seeing the destitution of another country and comparing them to him and also probably being able to do his job and being fulfilled in that way and yeah. just being away from the trial. But yeah. I do think it's really funny that going to like one of the most fucked up <laughs> right, right. pained parts of the world, he was like, This is great. Oh, <laughs>
0: this well <are laughs> any- Yeah. At least he sees like a kid with like flies on his face. He's like at least you're not being sued for libel.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> But you haven't tried to kill yourself,
0: huh? Um. I, I we have a friend, uh, uh, Asterius Coconos, who was sued for like libel, really, by a multi-millionaire uh, over like the last year. And I
1: didn't know the that. the guy was
0: like trying to ruin him. Whoa. He he now is in so much legal debt. He won his case because the judge finally here's the real fucked up issue is millionaires can like just spend so much money on legal fees that you'll just get crushed under the weight of that. Right. But he finally got to trial and the and the whole thing is he called this other comedy writer a cuck in a joke, like a joke thing. He's like, no, oh, he's a cuck. And like the guy's like, All right, I'm suing you for defamation of character. And Whoa. the judge literally yelled at the like you should read asterios like posts about this he's been recapping the trial because he now can finally talk about it yeah after like a year he's like Oh, it's 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 insane. Like, the judge literally just started yelling at the guy's lawyer and the guy who it was, just being like, this is bullshit. Like, what the fuck are you wasting my time with? And, like, wow. just, like, chastised the lawyer. And he threatened that lawyer with, like, contempt of court. Like, he's like, I'll put you in fucking handcuffs, buddy. You're an <laughs> idiot. Like, he just was, wow. like... The guy apparently just had, like... The millionaire got, like, a really terrible lawyer. Wow. Who couldn't even, like support this bullshit case, which is like, you know, you calling someone a name online. It's, it's not funny it. because
1: Asterios is so liberal. He definitely didn't mean it oh, when he said, oh yeah. no, no, the irony
0: <laughs> is like so fucking insane for Asterios where he's a comedy writer and he's like, imagine being like sued by another comedy writer just to fucking destroy you for making a joke. It's wow. just like, so it's pretty crazy, man. Check out his post, dude. I will. <laughs> it's yeah. fucked up. Um, um And uh, you guys can check us out and more content uh, than this episode on uh, Patreon.com slash Suicide
1: Buddies. So, okay, the last thing I want to say is, and I I think the thing I really (laughs) love about the Mike Wallace story is that after all these years of... uh, not being comfortable talking about suicide, he was going on this show that I didn't know existed called Later with Bob Costas. It was a Bob Costas interview. Uh-huh. And it, w- it aired at like 11 p.m. or midnight or something like that. And so it was supposed to be like deeper, darker interviews with Bob Costas. And um, he was supposed to talk about the difficulty with the case in the interview. Uh, or like, you know, the case itself, is what I'm saying. And Mike Wallace says that he was about to go on the show and then he, and he was thinking about the fact that when he was depressed, he would be up watching late-night shows. And it occurred to him, he's now doing an interview during that time. Uh, so those are the people that are watching. Oh, so he broke silence entirely and just opened up about his depression simply to reach people who are depressed. Oh, wow. And I just, in fucking 1988, dude... That's fucking crazy. Like, let's That's, stop uh, talking
0: about the trial real quick. I mean, Are anybody losers out there? He like, just talks to the camera. Do
1: you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, in 1988, I when I told my father I go to therapy, he laughed in my face, and he definitely has depression. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really impressive. And then he would talk about it here and there over, over the course of his career. He, he later, he went to therapy uh, he was admitted to a psychiatric hospital for a minute, and he like went through these psychiatric exercises I was reading about. And then at one point, he was put on um, depression meds. And he talks about depression meds like they are the greatest thing that ever happened oh, really? to him. Yeah, they saved his life entirely. And so, I don't know, he's just this really impressive person when it comes to this. I mean, he died recently at the age of 93 or something like that. Uh, he finally did himself in. Couldn't to, take it to like experience that amount of growth throughout your life. I'm just like really impressed with it's him as very a person, impressive. and I like just urge you, listening, to uh, read some of the stuff he wrote because it's really cool. I think it's cool how vocal he was yeah. about it. Uh, and if he had succeeded in killing himself, then he never would have gotten to see those hungry people <laughs> in Ethiopia. That was <laughs> like, a cool. We all want to see. That's a cool trip. Let's go see the Hungries.
0: <laughs> At least you guys aren't being sued for libel.
1: <laughs> um, well, I love great, how you man. kept trying to end the episode. No, I'm tired,
0: as we've, <laughs> as we've said many times. Plus, you did like eight of these, which I loved.
1: All right. No, I only have one more. I thought Ken
0: Griffey was the topper, so I got kind of a...
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Um, that's awesome man uh, alright now this next person where you took 10,000 Adderall and where you they didn't going die for your, uh, tour, and their name is Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'll talk about that later I'll like okay. yeah we have plenty of time <laughs> how do you want to end this I think we should well we probably should have ended it a while ago since you're tired <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah subscribe to our Patreon patreon.com slash suicide buddies uh, and we'll see you next time alright check you guys later bye thank you so much for listening to suicide buddies we hope to see you again next week just a quick reminder if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts feeling like killing yourself talk to someone please we take it very seriously we joke around about suicide here because we've thought about it because joking is how we deal with it and we hope that it helps you but if you're really thinking about it we want you to stay here with us call 1-800-273-TALK the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline they're incredible they're there 24 hours a day 7 days a week they will help you are loved thank you again for listening see you next week